What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey guys, Ethan here. Uh, Just wanted to let you know that there were a few hiccups with recording for this episode. So if you hear any weird transitions, it's because we had to switch between two takes. Um, So I apologize in advance. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you enjoy. Crunch. Crunch on that. You cannot laugh at all during this podcast. Uh, It's going to be so hard. This is going to be, this is like a serious episode. I know, I know. Mess this up. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Crunch, episode 12. 13. 13. Dang it. <laughs> I should really Keep know. It. Episode 13. Uh, this is Ethan, a.k.a. The Bropostle. And I'm Patrick at Catholic Pat. And we are coming at you live from uh, 12, 12.30 at night, my time, one thirty at night, Patrick's time. We are dedicated. We are rolling. Patrick's going to Pittsburgh tomorrow or something, yep. something dumb so that we could, we couldn't record tomorrow morning. So we're doing it tonight and it's going to be potentially ridiculous. So just yeah. strap in given, given the, uh, evening that we've had on Twitter, the ridiculousness that's the happened ridiculousness. on Twitter, but we're not going to talk about it. We're not, no, but it's just been crazy. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the crunch. How are you? How are you doing? Patrick? I'm doing really well. I had Good. a fun, um, Yesterday, yesterday I was going through notes and I found some. I found a, a quote by Augustine that really relates to the crunch, and I think Saint it justifies. Augustine? Yeah, I think okay, it justifies good. our name. Um, Saint Augustine goes uh, as if cereal wasn't a good enough justification. Okay, already. cereal is n- okay. You, you make a good point. <laughs> yeah, I do make those. I regard Augustine says I regard the saints as the teeth of the church cutting off men from their errors and softening the hardness of their hearts as if by biting and chewing it's the crunch we are crunching heresy how are you Ethan how was your weekend I'm I'm feeling good I'm reassured now that I know that I'm essentially chewing on all of the listeners that's really what we're doing (laughs) we are the teeth of the church you're getting chewed on right now all you crunchers crunchy out, out there. there in listener land, you crunchers. Hey, speaking of crunchers, crunch of the week. <laughs> That's how I'm feeling. Um, really short one. This is from my good friend Kyle. He titled it, I Like. He said, I really like this podcast. Highly recommend for actual people who are living in the real world. Short and sweet. Plus, I know that he'll like getting a shout out. So there you go, Thanks, Kyle. Kyle. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> That's if I wrote it. That's um, if you, you put it. Yeah. 
No, but I'm having a good day. I had a nice this morning. I went on a two mile fun run for a parish in the town over. Um, because the priest there is my spiritual director, and so we went to go and support him. And they did a polar plunge, and all the priests, some priests from the area, went ran into the water, and it was very very cold. I've jumped into a cold lake before, but like over spring break, this you're jumping into a cold. It was snowing today, so I mean, it was they were pre-sickles. There was they were. <laughs> That was the dumbest thing you've ever said. Not true. Not true. <laughs> no, you're not. We've said lots of dumb things today. All right. So that's what I did today. It was pretty fun. My butt cheeks kind of hurt from all the running, but gotcha. we got donuts out of the deal, so it was worth it. There you go. Yeah. Um. um <laughs> <laughs> what say you we get rolling on this here topic? I'm excited. I am I'm too. I think it's actually going to be really helpful for a lot of people, given that we don't speak heresy or... Not make any sense. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, I'm gonna let you lead it off. <laughs> All right, fantastic. So as as Ethan as he dropped Ethan dropped a poll earlier today asking whether or not you guys would like to hear us talk about Mary, and it was overwhelmingly yes, which makes sense because we posted it on Catholic Twitter. If we had posted it on like a bulletin board at Ethan's college, the answer might have overly well overwhelmingly been why. Um, <laughs> a lot of wrong. um. A lot of people that are Catholic and have grown up with Mary, they were cradle Catholics, they understand Mary, at least to the extent of she's a part of our faith. Um, but she might be a mundane, you know, like default um, devotion for others that are new to Catholicism, or maybe we have Protestant listeners, are they think like, why, you know, why bother with Mary at all? So instead of going into the apologetics of Mary, which we could do, but not effectively. That'd be really um, boring. Yeah, and we could talk about Mary and apparitions and how Mary's appeared like more times in the past 200 years than she ever has in the history of the church, which is important, but we're not going to talk about that. So cool. Just thinking Um, about it gives me goosebumps. We're not going to talk about Lourdes or Akita or Garabandal or Medjugorje or anything. We are going to talk about... Shingo Yamamoto or Flimbo Flambo or... Yeah, Flimbo Flambo. Our Lady of Flimbo Flambo (laughs) or (laughs) Bronobis. Not okay. We're moving on. Instead, instead, Crunchers, we are going to talk about our own personal relationships with Our Lady, which is important because that's what matters in the end. So, I'm getting my charger out real quick. Yeah, I can tell. What was that (laughs) um, quote that you had of St. Louis de Montfort that he said? Do you remember Wait, did what I I'm say talking that? about? Did I say that earlier? Or Yeah, you did. You did. Um, we need Mary to become saints. Oh. Um, what was that? Well, yeah, St. Louis de Montfort in, uh, in True Devotion talks about how because... Yes, I said Louis. Louis de Montfort. <laughs> Sorry. He, um, because Mary mediated Christ to the world, so it's Advent. It's a great time to talk about this. Mary mediated Christ to the world. Therefore, we need her to mediate Christ to us. <clears throat> We can't just take Christ out of the sky, out of the Trinity, and just have him, you know. We need to have Mary mediate this grace to us that is Christ. And so it's almost impossible to become a saint. It is impossible to become a saint without Mary. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about my own, like, realization about this later, but there's no such thing as a Marian saint. What do you mean? So... 
the church is Marian, and so every saint is Marian because you can't be a saint without Marian. Boom. That that reminds me of a uh, quote from Fulton Sheen. I've been reading Life of Christ by Fulton Sheen lately, and um, there's this quote in there that is really – I mean it struck me um, that he says that man cannot love that which he cannot wrap his arms around. And for Christ to come down and to become human and to give us something that we could wrap our arms around and then Mary being the one, the first human being to be able to embrace God, like that just, it blows my mind how Mary is such an example for us in that she's the first person to hold God. She's the first person to love God in this way, in this physical form. And now obviously we have the Eucharist. We get the, we get Jesus in the Eucharist and that's how we physically receive him. That's how we physically love him. But Mary was the first person in all of human history to be able to hold God Mm -hmm. and to be able to love him in that way. And that's just so beautiful. That's just such an amazing, incredible, like we need to be thinking about, you know, since Mary is a human being, right? Obviously Mary is the highest being in heaven, other than God, but she's still human mm-hmm. and she is still that example for us. And we still need to look to that and see the love that she had for Christ. And we need to have that same love for him, um, in the Eucharist and in other ways. Yeah, and can can so you imagine cool. her devotion to the Eucharist after the Ascension? Dude, let me tell you something. Maybe nuts. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to say something else after that. Okay. No, I was just saying that'd be crazy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, like imagine her, like her devotion, her closeness to the apostles. Like she knew because she was uninhibited by fallibility. She knew that when she was going to mass, she was receiving her son back, something that she wouldn't be able to do until her assumption. So, I mean, so like you're saying like we need to be like Mary. We need to have that insane devotion to the Eucharist mm-hmm. that she did. We have to go to Mass and realize like this is the way that I get to be with the reason that I'm alive. You know, this is this is where I get to be with Christ until I go to heaven. You know? Yeah. That's yeah. deep. <laughs> Woof. Uh you had a point pre show that you wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, about what we call Mary and how we see Mary yeah. kind of in our own personal relationship. What do you, what do you, what do you, uh, what are you thinking about that? We've had this conversation. Well, that was the stupidest voice I've ever done. Delete that. Don't <laughs> oh delete it. We've had this conversation <laughs> a couple of times over our vast friendship um, that you, I called Mary mom and you were like triggered and I was like, huh. I was not triggered. No, okay. No, no, no. So, I just think it's a. I just don't. I just don't do it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know. I'm just joshing yeah. you. So, I know. We have different. We have different approaches. We have different views of Our Lady. So, like, what does that mean? So, like, what, what, what do? You, how do you approach Our Lady? How do you view her? Um, that's a good question, and the thought that immediately comes into my mind is that for me, Mary is like this older let's say like a mid fifties woman who lives in the same apartment block as you. And maybe she lives like one floor down. You always see her when you're going up and down. You can always ask her 
for, you know, if you need help with something, like if you need, like your sink's broken, like she knows how to fix it. She's been around the block several times. Like she's really close with the landlord. So if anything's going down, you can talk to her and she'll like get it sorted out for you. Obviously you can see where the metaphor connects (laughs) here, but, um, yeah, that's just kind of my first image. I don't really think of Mary as mom, you know, Mm -hmm. I could get that she's our, our mother. Right. And that's fine. Right. I, I agree with that. I think that's great. But um, I don't necessarily see her in the house mom kind of way, Mm -hmm. you know, wears a sundress. I see her as more of the hardworking, you know, going out, getting her, getting her hands dirty um, because I think that's what she does for us is she's willing to go out and work for us. You know, that's the, that's what she, that's the role that she took on when she said yes not to say the stay-at-home moms are pushovers. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant at all. But the the image, I don't get the, yeah, so the image of a stay-at-home mom is not what comes to my mind when I think of Mary. And so it's kind of like that relationship, if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, that's always, that's something that's really interesting to me is like, ba- is that based on, you know, like your experiences, your spirituality? Is that based on, you know, like what you need your mother to be, she will be. You know, because mm-hmm. um, she's very, um, she has many, many talents. So, you know, she she knows her child specifically. She's not going to treat each child the same way. She knows exactly what you need her to be. And she'll be that for you, just like a regular mother. You know, like my brothers are vastly different from me. My mom, is, I my would mom hope treats so. me differently than she treats. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Get roasted. That, oh my goodness. <laughs> that hurt and it's late so i'm gonna cry now please do it's almost 2 a.m where you are <laughs> i'm so people are going to be walking by coming home from a party and they just hear their ra <laughs> sobbing patrick what's wrong <laughs> my podcast co-host made fun of me <laughs> he straight roasted me on the crunch <laughs> anyway continue oh, man. anyway so my, my mom treats my little brother, Sean, differently than she treats me because she knows I'm, like, more independent, more outgoing, you know. But she has to push him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't push me as much. In fact, she kind of reins me in sometimes. <laughs> so that's that's who Mary really needs to be for me sometimes. She needs to be the mom that reins me in. Um, and sometimes the mom that, like, needs to comfort me. Sometimes I need a lot of comfort because <laughs> I'm very fragile. <laughs> we know. I'm not afraid to admit it. We know, Patrick. Yeah. I can dish it out, but I can't take it. You really can't. I just think that's really a unique aspect of the Catholic faith. Um, some religions, in order to get this kind of motherly figure in their in their religion, they just kind of make mm-hmm. God feminine. Um, yeah. Which there's just whole – like all kinds of things that we could talk about with that. But <laughs> it's – so i mean it just fits so well like it just makes sense to have mary as this mother figure given historically what actually happened and what she's done for humanity since um Mm. the events that occurred in 33 ad it just i just it just boggles my mind how people will disregard her in favor of calling god a she you know yeah like that's yeah i don't I, i really appreciate that that works so well in the Catholic faith. I don't know. I don't. I don't often admire 
like take a step back and say like, oh, wow, the Catholic Church is just so right on this. It's incredible. But like this is one of those things that I think about a lot and I say, wow, like this is truly a beautiful aspect of the faith. It is not good that man should be alone. So why would God make himself a man alone? Right? I would like to not be alone. Can I petition <laughs> to fix that? It's not good for Ethan to be alone. <laughs> Ethan earlier earlier in the show said, um, or earlier in our pre-show talk, he was like, because, you know, our, our, our listeners are mostly women. He was like, should we, should we do a podcast on masculinity? No, most of our listeners are women, which is great for me. But <laughs> It's fine. Oh, I'm used to it. Most of my followers, I think, are women, too. Like, whenever I see a new follower, she has, like, sorority letters in her bio. Which is fine. Keep them rolling in. No complaints. Anyway. It's interesting that a bunch of women would follow bro Postle. Hey, you know, that's just, yeah, I can't say anything. I'm just here. I just tweet. Bro, apostle TFM. <laughs> I need to start doing Catholic TFM style tweets. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. Focus, Mary. Focus? F- no, <laughs> Franciscan. <laughs> Dang it! <sighs> Sorry, what? Ask me about oh, my continue. notes. Okay. Oh, you have some notes. Yeah, there you go. That's what I wanted. To do. I'm gonna you have notes. I'm gonna. You wanted me to ask you about the notes? Yes. There you go. Thanks. Notes. Appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah. There we go. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Uh, so like I said, I've been reading this book, Life of Christ by Fulton Sheen. Really good. I'm only like 50 pages in. But I've already learned, like, even just in this 50 pages, I've, it's covered essentially um, the five joyful mysteries, which I've said, I said in the last podcast, are my favorite mysteries of the rosary. I love them to death because they're all, they so just, at least where I'm in my spiritual life right now, they definitely reflect the things that I need to focus on and the aspects of the faith that I need to focus on. So that's um, retweet <laughs> the Annunciation, the Visitation, the Nativity. The presentation in the temple and the finding of Jesus in the temple, um, and it, this so far in this just fifty pages, it's gone through all of them and just gone more in depth and explained kind of the the aspects. I know it's it's about the life of Christ, but these first few pages are it's so essential to talk about Mary and Fulton Sheen. Obviously, does a great job of it, and this is kind of the first time that I've realized just how human of a character that Mary is. And I think we forget about that all the time because we always ask for her intercession. She was assumed into heaven, all these things, crazy things that happen and things that she can do. We forget that she's a human just like us and she has the same, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, way of responding to things as in a human way. She's not, you know, she doesn't know everything. She's just trying to roll with the punches as best she can and she does it beautifully. But for the Annunciation, 
I this is one of my favorite mysteries of all time, the Annunciation, because it's all about trust. And I'm really bad at trusting God. It's a theme. Mm-hmm. And Mary's fiat, which fiat is Latin for um, it will be done. And so when she, when the angel says, you know, you will bear a son, it will be Jesus. And she says, you know, yes, let your will be done. Um, that her yes, her fiat is a, was a bigger moment in time than when God said fiat lux, which is Latin for let there be light. Which is crazy to think about. That is the, the acceptance of Mary to receive Jesus and to bring him into the world and to usher in Christ himself was a bigger deal than the creation of everything. Of the world itself. That blows my mind. The, we kind of just gloss over these things like, oh, and then the angel came and then they saw and then she said, yes, okay, let's move on to the next part. No, this was a big freaking deal. And it changed like, everything for the rest of time. And we just kind of gloss over it as if it's just kind of, oh, another part in the story. Let's move on to the nativity. I want to get out my cow figurine and put it next to the horse. Like, you know what I mean? I forget which speaker it was, but they were talking about how – Every every angel, every every angel in heaven was hanging on like they were holding their breath, waiting for that. Yes. Oh, that's so cool. And then and then he asked, like, have you ever had every angel in heaven waiting on your yes? And they were like, and he was like, it's a trick question <laughs> because, yes, you have. And so, like, what does that imply for us? You know, if like if if, if Mary's fiat is supposed to be an example for our yes to Christ. And her yes was more important than the creation of life. Then, like, what are we doing when God asks us to respond to Him? How? Why aren't we saying yes? I my spiritual director was like, kind of hitting me over the head with this. He 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 promised he wasn't going to be a hard ass on me, but last week I needed someone to, you know, kind of tell me what to do. And he was like, Patrick, when you sin, you're you're not like a sinning person. You're not a person. You're not like a, you're not a sinner. You are. You know? Yeah, just but like that's not who you are. You you don't usually say no to God. That you're not a person who says no. You're a person who says yes. That said no that one time. You know. Yeah. And which was great, but it's like, why say no? Why in that moment? And it was a really clear cut moment. And I could look back and I remembered. I was like, why would I say no to God? In that moment, you know when it hits, you're like, what do I do? God's giving you this option of saying yes to him and accepting him into your life. And you're just like, why would you ever say no? Every angel in heaven is waiting. Mm-hmm. It's more important than creation itself. Why would you and say that's, no? And that's what's so beautiful about Mary is that she said yes to God at every single opportunity. For us, we say yes. I mean, for us, for me, I don't want to speak for everybody, but for me, you know, I'll say yes for the big things. You know, yes, God, I'll yeah. go to mass. Yes, God, I'll live the faith as best as I can. Yes, God, I'll defend you, you know, when I'm called to. All of these things. I'll, you know, uh, obey the morality that you you want us to follow. All these things. But then every so often will come up this little small little thing, this little thing that I can say no to, and I won't feel bad about it. And it just sneaks up on us. It's really easy to say yes to those big things. It's really yes to say easy to say yes to the annunciation moments. But... What's critical is that we follow Mary's example because you can't she, – she was without sin. That's like a church teaching. 
There's no other way that God himself could have come into the world than through a, a sinless person. And that being sinless requires every moment, every hour, every minute saying yes. And it's not something that we can just, you know, wish into being. It's conscious choices that we have to make every single day, which is obviously something that I still struggle with and we all struggle with. But the example is there and we need to follow it. Um. Have you done 33 Days to Merciful Love? No, it's on my parents' coffee table at home, and I oh, haven't been home for well, 33 days yet this semester, so... Yeah. yeah. Eventually... This is a plug for 33 Days to Merciful Love. I'm in the first week of it. Can you just um, start it whenever, or is there, like, a certain day that I have to start? I mean, yes and no. It's... I mean, we can talk about it later. Okay, but, sounds good. Sorry. Um, so, uh, right now, it's it's talking about... It's talking about... He's talking about saying yes... And he brought in the Annunciation. Um, but he brings up the point that's, uh, you know, the big, the biggest pain on Christ's heart is when we don't have trust in him. And when we say no, it's because we don't have trust in him. Which is why on the Divine Mercy image it says, Jesus, I trust in you. Because that's really what mercy is. You know, like trusting, the ability to trust in, in his mercy. Uh, that... Like, why would we ever think that God's plan is going to be, you know, going to bring about our downfall? You know, that's why we say no is because we don't trust that he is going to bring about our welfare. And um, Mary's the mother of mercy. She understood this more than any of us. And so we need to learn from her. We need to learn that that yes means trusting that God is going to prevail. Even even to the point where like she kept saying yes, she didn't stop at the, at the fiat at the annunciation. She kept saying yes up to Calvary. Mm -hmm. You know, she's, she's sitting at the foot of the cross saying like, Jesus, I trust that this is, this is it. Like, I trust that this is something that you're doing because it's going to bring about welfare. You know, I mean, she hoped against hope is what father Michael Gailey says. Mm -hmm. And I think Pope John Paul II, um, she holds her dead son in her arms and still trusts in him, which is just ridiculous. Nuts. It's crazy. It's, it's so – Mary is such a unique person because when she said yes – Immaculate conception. Immaculate conception. Uh, Mary is unique because she – when she said yes, she experienced and continued to experience spiritual ecstasy – the likes of which mm-hmm. I guarantee you no one else has ever felt before, right? But at the same time, that intense, incredible ecstasy and love and joy for Christ is met by the other extreme, intense, incredible, terrible sorrow. And that's what you're talking about is that even, you know, when she became, um, or I mean, when Christ came to become a man of sorrows, Mary became the mother of sorrows is how uh, Fulton Sheen puts it. And that, the polar extremes, the polar opposites is the full extent of human emotion, the full range of human emotion because of the way that she said yes to God. Like that yes and fully giving herself over prepared her to feel the most out of any human in history. And that's what we always want. You know, we always want to feel something more. We always want, we're very emotional creatures. At least most of us are. Some of us are dead inside. 
<laughs> Patrick just waved. <laughs> but that's what we have a yearning for, and that's what that brings. And even in the sorrow, like you said, she still has the hope. And that's just a great, crazy paradox that even in the deepest of sorrows, she still has the deepest of joys. It's wonderful. I can't handle it. Man. You good? <laughs> I oh, whenever whenever I talk about Mary, I kind of get emotional. I can tell. Patrick's tearing up right now for all of you playing along at home. His glasses are steaming up. <laughs> Look at us two. Oh, Look at us two young adult men crying about a woman. It's quite a typical scene, if you ask me. <laughs> Maybe that's just uh, me. Man, I don't know. I, I just, I've been thinking a lot about <clears throat> like overcoming sin and like Mary's role in overcoming sin. And just, I, I, I mentioned in, I didn't mention it in during recording, but I mentioned it earlier. I was like, my, my look at Mary is very childlike. Um, and that's why I, I love the joyful mysteries as well. I, I once, when I first picked up the rosary again, after never doing it ever, <laughs> um, <laughs> We've I, all been I there. I literally prayed the I prayed the joyful mysteries for a month and a half straight. I didn't pray any other mysteries, um, and it was because of that childhood. And this, like, I got I got most of this from my mother. Um, my mom. That's like why I call Mary mom is because of my relationship with my own mother is like falling off when you fall off a swing set, or when like you when you when you jump too far, you do something stupid, and you hit the ground. Your mom doesn't like tell you how stupid you were. She feels your pain and she runs up right next to you and she is never closer to you than when you fell. And that's kind of like what my relationship with Mary is now. It's like she's not like this pure being that is so far away from me when I sin. She's this like this mother who, like her incarnate son, is not afraid to get right up close to the ugliness of our lives and like kiss the wounds and make them better. And just, oh man, that's why I'm so excited for this Advent and Christmas time. I'm just, man, Mary's the best. <laughs> I can't get over it. This podcast is, this episode is super serious, but it's like so great. It's so worth it. So worth it. Because we just forget. Yeah. We just forget how great, like, do you ever forget to call your mom? I do. Yes. All the time. <laughs> All the time. And if we can forget you know, the woman who birthed us, it's way easier to forget the woman that we, you know, have never even met, you know, Mm -hmm. even if she's infinitely more responsible for all the great things that have happened to us than our own earthly mothers. I mean, on Calvary, she gets all of a sudden 108 billion so far children handed to her from her dying child. And like, I mean, do you think she was shown them? You know, like, no people that don't even pay attention to her, people that, like, don't even know her, you know, that's not their fault, but, I mean, it still brings her pain. I mean, all of these people now that are, like, hers. Yeah. You know, like, they're her child. Um, I actually got to see this. I'm going to tell this story about um, my my girlfriend. Oh, here we go. Another person who images Our Lady for me. Um she was talking about aborted babies and she was on the verge of tears because she was like, 
all these children, I wish I could protect them. Like, I wish I, 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 I would be their mother if they weren't, if they weren't wanted. Like I would, I would be their mother. And I was like, man, that's what our lady said. She's like, she looks at all these kids that are, her kids are throwing their lives away. And she's like, I'll be, I'll be your mother. Like, please just let me be your mother. And, and she can't because they don't consent and they don't like give their assent. And it's just like, oh man, now my glasses are actually falling up. That's not, (laughs) (laughs) oh man. I get it, dude. I get it. And that's why, I mean, it's so important to have a strong relationship with her. That's mm-hmm. that's why it's so important to ask a, ask her to lead us closer to her son. Mm-hmm. It's just it, we don't we don't have these things arbitrarily. Yeah, the church does not place such a high importance on Mary for no reason. It's because she has affected so much change in the world, and in people's personal lives and overall, like the the growth of. Uh, Catholicism and Christianity in general in Mexico and in that area after being, mm-hmm. you know, filled with pagan sacrifices for hundreds and thousands of years that you know, Mary has a hand in that guarantee you, you know, little things like me uh, getting a phone call about a job after praying a rosary. Mary has a hand in that. Mm-hmm. It goes both ends of the spectrum and it's not something to be taken lightly, and especially in this Advent season, we have to remember it and take it seriously. Yeah, I know. It's super serious for the crunch, but this this means a lot to both me and Patrick, and it should mean a lot to everybody. So do some reading. Do some reflecting. Think about where Mary is in your life, where you want Mary to be in your life. Um, and how she can ultimately lead you closer to her son, who mm. we should love above everything. And please talk to okay. us if you have any questions. Yeah. Please. Yeah. If they're like theological questions, DM Patrick. If they're just general questions, DM me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help you with Marian yeah. dogma. I'm not good at that. I mean, I actually do know a little about Marian dogma because I like I'm taking class about Mary and like. <laughs> I read a lot, so like I can't help. Yeah, I, but, I read um, Catholic Answers on occasion, so I'm pretty much a theologian. <laughs> I don't know if you know, but I know pretty much everything. <laughs> I'm from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> that was just me. I was just doing an accent. That wasn't a Florida. Florida. Oh, I thought you were like no. imitating me. I was like, no, no. Sometimes I just do that accent, and I'm uh, looking around over there, and I feel like it's a pretty good one there. Uh, anyway. Um, you have a spatula I can use? All right, I'm done. This what? this podcast has probably gone over time. Uh, not I, by that much. Not by that much, but I apologize if it does go a little bit longer, but this is a very important topic to us oh, yeah. that we wanted to address. Um, Sweet. We did. We did Mary. We talked about Mary. We did the crunch of the week. We mm-hmm. introduced ourselves. Um. And so what we have learned applies copyright. Sorry. Stop that. Um, we're getting ready. We're printing out business cards and other things for Seek, um, stickers, mm-hmm. etc. It should be super fun, super excited. 
Hopefully our so logo gets revamped at some point. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. We got a rough draft back of the logo for the podcast, and it was incredible to say the least. Uh, hopefully that comes out soon. Um, please let us know if you're going to be at Seek, if you want to meet up. I'd love to meet as many of you as possible. If you're not going to be at Seek, please pray for us. Uh, it's in a few weeks. Finals is coming up. Please pray for us. Um, I don't know. You got anything else? I got nothing. I wish I was funnier. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, sounds good. Right. Um, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, please pray for us. We will pray for you. And we will see you on the Twitters. <laughs> Patrick, don't hit the dab. We'll be right